We are back guys and we're so glad to have you as part of this exciting conversation on solar PV energy. Just a brief recap, in part 1 we learned about how solar cells work, we also learned about a third generation of solar cells which could significantly reduce the costs associated with manufacturing these solar cells. And in part 2 we're now going to look at possible innovative applications for PV energy in developing countries and opportunities for youth in the solar PV energy space. So subscribe if you haven't, listen in, engage us and learn something new. So in this part of the podcast, we're going to explore the application of PV cells as well as available opportunities in this sector. Welcome back, guys. Okay, so um, Enrique, how about you give us a little perspective into solar energy for the developing world? Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for having me. And I believe the, the, all the info that Adam uh, gave us uh, in, the, in the last moments, uh, it's very, very crucial and valuable because... Uh, all the research that is being done uh, right now, it's uh, making possible to improve efficiency of these type of technologies. And in this way, we will experience more rapid and interesting implementation of, of this technology in uh, the near future. So uh, it is great uh, that we have uh, all these uh, resources and the technology on our side to, to keep developing this technology. It, it, it is really, really great. Um, and yeah, uh, it is awesome <laughs> what Adam is doing. Thanks, man. So in terms of uh, the developing world, uh, I, I think you all guys uh, know that for many years, uh, photovoltaics uh, and, and solar technolo technology has, has been seen as costly and uh, as a sophisticated technology. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, it was only affordable in only uh, in developed countries. And it was in 1990 when solar began to, to be widely established. Uh, and this was uh, mainly because uh, the government were uh, giving some, some uh, direct support and making uh, the conditions favorable to uh, both parts, uh, the companies uh, that were interested to expand and the uh, clients. I mean, the, the, and in this way, the... the, the technological development could be uh, could be established and in, in, in this consequently uh, led to a reduction of, of cost obviously and if we look back in time and compare it to, to the numbers that we have right now we can we can say that for example uh, installing solar uh, PV cells right now and so I mean solar installations generally speaking has been reduced by 600% in the last 10 years. So uh, this is a this is a very crucial uh, fact, no, no, and this also explains why uh, uh, developing countries around the world have been investing in renewables and to increase the installed capacity. So uh, there is a, also a, a, a very historic moment back in 2015 where. Uh, developing countries such as China, India, South Africa, Mexico and Chile for example exceeded the, uh, the, the, the investments of uh, developed countries so this is also crucial because uh, as energy demand rises uh, in, the, in the developing countries naturally 
renewable uh, renewables implies a greater opportunity to to incorporate this technology on a, on a large scale so um, yeah additionally probably one of the most crucial aspects behind implementation of renewables is that they can contribute to property alleviation and and uh, yeah by 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 um, improving the quality of life uh, on 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 daily base activity like uh, uh, such as cooking space heating lighting and in general improving health conditions for example um Okay, thank you so much for that, um, Enrique. I think some few things that are important that you've mentioned are, first of all, the incentivizing. And one of the biggest drivers for the implementation of um, PV technology in developing countries is that um, cre creating that space that sort of enables this um, technology to be implemented. And in addition to that, um, this, you also mentioned that the price of solar uh, PV cells have dropped by almost 600%. And so that technology is already cheap which is something that's very important considering um, developing countries have um, a, a part of the population coming from um, uh, low-income communities. Um, I think in addition to that, something that I should also mention uh, in the side of sub-Saharan Africa is the fact that um, PV technology also prevents pr provides a very good space for um, uh, access to electricity, especially for people who do not have access to the grid. And we'll also talk a bit about that um, later on during this conversation. So Enrique, you say that you mentioned that you work for a solar energy company called Bright. So what are they doing in the solar energy space? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm 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 working working right now in a in a in this company uh, called Bright, and uh, this company uh, mainly focus uh, focus is focused on uh, spreading solar in in into the the developing world, and this implies a, a really and uh, and complex challenge, because as we mentioned, uh, there is a uh, really another type of context uh, if we compare how installations were made in, in Europe uh, back in 1990 uh, and uh, the time that we're living right now where there's uh, probably a lot of expectations a lot of needs and demand of energy is rising so uh, in this way we, we created a, a, a model a business model that uh, could be applicable to uh, developing countries, um, giving um, uh, like the best way to access to clean energy, and we we do that through a, a solar subscription uh, that uh, also implies uh, having a, a monthly fee, and we provide clean energy uh, that is also risk free and with no upfront cost. So these are the the the, the main three. Uh, uh, like uh, elements of our business model that you don't have to pay anything for the installation. We, we handle the complexity, we analyze, we design, we purchase and install the solar system for free. And uh, we also monitor the, the, the solar system the entire time of the, the subscription. So uh, we also uh, assure uh, specific amounts of uh, savings uh, at the very beginning, we, we assure a 20% savings comparison what the, the people were paying with the local company uh, by fixing our monthly costs. So uh, you can lock your energy uh, rate with uh, our uh, fixed monthly fee. 
unlike the mm -hmm. the prices that the people were paying uh, so you can you can know in advance exactly what you're uh, going to pay uh, every month and also we uh, additionally we add a guaranteed performance uh, I mean you know this technology is exposed to our environment and we, we, we also uh, um, like make sure that all this works but the most important thing about this model is that it's applicable on the developing countries because uh, we are working also uh, with uh, strong software and we are, we are trying to, to expand as quick as possible because as we already mentioned uh, uh, the demand is rising and uh, we also uh, are one of those companies that want to, to, to be part of this energy transition of course so that's basically the model and, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, we're, we're uh, growing uh, really quick because this, this, this model obviously adds, adds value to, to, to the, 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 uh, the living of, of people uh, like in a daily basis. Okay, thank you so much for that. In fact, I think something that I can also add in addition to the uh, this idea of developing a business model for PV technology is that even in Sub-Saharan Africa, they've also developed different business models to allow for the implementation of PV technologies. One of them is MCOPA Solar, which is hosted by um, Safaricom in Kenya. And what they do is basically they have like a, a unit which um, usually costs about $200. But then what they have done is that they basically, if, if a user wants to buy, uh, sort of to get one of these um, PV technology, PV units, what they do is that um, they pay $35 as a starting fee, and then they sort of pay a continuous fee of $0.45 cents, dollar cents daily until they can be able to pay for, like fully pay for the unit, and then now it becomes theirs and they now own it. So it's very interesting, I think, to just see how one of the biggest drivers for the implementation of PV technology, especially in developing countries, is this need to have sort of a cost model that makes it affordable because like with MCOPA, um, one of the estimates that they made for customers is that 80% of the customers who use these off-grid solutions are less than $2 a day. And so you need to be able to make this technology affordable for them. I think in addition to that, it's just important to reiterate that there's a lot of um, innovation with regard to the PV cell itself. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be looked at as a source to mainly provide electricity for housing. And I think one of the things that Adam has talked about is this new wave of perovskite PV cells that have these new properties and it's actually viable to, um, say, manufacture. And I think one of the greatest, one of the best sectors that I, I believe that we could actually explore with regard to the innovation in this PV technology is solar-powered cars. Because as soon as now that you, as soon as you have flexible um, PV cells, it becomes easier to sort of place it on vehicles, design for ergonomics. And um, when I look at the agricultural sector in um, the African, from the African perspective, one of the things that we uh, would use it for is say in farming. And if you're using um, tractors, for instance, that don't necessarily operate, don't necessarily operate the whole day or even during the night and so how can we then look at de designing um, tractors using these PV cells that can be able to generate electricity using sunlight. So um, th that's just one perspective that I've given with the get to innovation. What do you guys think are some of the innovations that PV technology provides? Mm -hmm. uh, okay so regarding innovations of 
calls the main proposed application of perovskites is photovoltaics and on account of their mm. great physical properties such as um, high absorption coefficient and possible inkjet printing technique on flexible substrates uh, perovskite solar cells can be as thick as a sheet of paper and it also implies mm -hmm. that they are lightweight compared to silicon solar cells and as you as you've mentioned mm -hmm. uh, it opens brand new ways of applications for instance we can cover a car yeah, using perovskites and make super efficient mm -hmm. uh, electric vehicle but what's truly interesting mm -hmm. about perovskites uh, is that it's possible to make a perovskite coverage for silicon solar cells and basically boost their efficiency so we'll be able to upgrade already existing network yeah so it's Truly wonderful. Okay. Yeah? And what's more, uh, perovskites have several properties which makes them highly interesting in optoelectronics also. Uh, we can tune the band gap of perovskites which changes their light color. So we are able to create LEDs or even lasers based on this amazing, absolutely amazing material. Uh, Okay, thank you so much for that. I'd like to also, there's a point that you made that was very interesting, is um, basically retrofitting the already existing PV cells. So what you're saying is that with the PV cells that we have now, we can manufacture perovskite and add it on top of the PV cell and produce more electricity. Yes, exactly. It's like analog of multi-junction cell, yeah, that perovskite will absorb in okay. different spectrum compared to silicon and it makes it more efficient. Oh, thank you so much for that, Adam. That's a great um, uh, boost or a great um, motivation to our listeners. So if you're out there and you're trying to think of a way to improve the performance of your PV cell, how about you look at applying perovskite um, solar cells to improving the efficiency? Now, um, to get, we're getting into the conclusion, and one of the things that we always want our listeners to sort of um, learn from our podcast is how they can get involved in um, the PV, te in, the, in this case, the PV technology space. So how do you guys think that youth can get involved? Basically, I think that a key to success is a collaboration. Yeah? We should share our knowledge, teach, and simultaneously learn. And basically, if someone devoted 30 minutes to listening to us, it's a great beginning for getting involved. <laughs> Okay, and, and that's yeah. something important that you've also mentioned because we know that sustainable, um, the sustainable development goal number 17 is to build partnerships. And we always, when we talk about building partnerships, it's looked at as this big sort of idea where companies need to come together. But there's a big reminder here that as youth, we have the great, and a great space and a great opportunity to engage each other, to, sh to learn, to share ideas. And so partnerships are a very good um, contributor to helping um, learn more or getting more involved in um, the PV technology space how about you Enrique yeah totally I agree on that point and I believe that uh, I mean for the first time in history we have the the resources and the technology in, in our side to to make this transition possible and as we already mentioned uh, I think we the the, the, the most important thing uh, about getting involved on this type of projects is to start working with your with uh, universities and corporations that are uh, promoting this type of uh, of technology, so um, of course I, I support a lot the the point uh, that Adam mentioned. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I I I have seen a trend on the universities, at least in my country, uh, that I I have I I didn't expect it actually that 
universities and a lot of uh, working spaces are investing a lot of giving uh, courses and, and trying to expand uh, knowledge about this uh, uh, how how key uh, about these technologies about renewables about all these uh, uh, opportunities that the energy sector offers so of course the academic uh, institutions are uh, a great uh, intermediary to to start getting involved but i think uh, through through information channels and 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 uh, using uh, t technology as a, as a tool we can establish uh, amazing um, partnerships between universities and, and, and organizations, private organizations that will enable uh, not only to, 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 to gain uh, academic knowledge about uh, all these technologies but to apply this in the real world. Okay, and um, of course the big question as well is what opportunities are actually there for youth to be involved in solar energy? Um, Adam, I think you can give us a bit of perspective from the research side. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, basically it's hard to answer because, you know, I don't feel a model in terms of research, but my older experienced friend told me that I should read as much as scientific papers as possible, and it's the only solution to be updated and make valuable contribution to science. Uh, and okay. on the other hand, of course, never give up. <laughs> for instance, I applied to many institutions for internships, and sometimes they said there is no vacancy at their scientific department. Sometimes they didn't, they even didn't respond me. Yeah? But I'm convinced that somewhere on Earth is a company or institution looking for trainees. And you can find them only through, let's say, massive attack on their mailboxes. Thank you for that, Adam. And how about you, Enrique? You can give us a bit of a perspective from the industrial side because you've actually worked in industry. Yeah, what I, I've seen uh, uh, that a lot of companies are investing on uh, uh, preparing uh, these, uh, um, like jouth, um, like the 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 the, the future. Uh, um, and coming generations and in this way they're investing in programs that um, that uh, give uh, give some specific informations about all the opportunities that they can uh, they can um, deal with in in this way they can also develop uh, new abilities because I mean the the energy sector offers a lot of, of, of possibilities and for for instance, my company, uh, what is doing, for example, is that we uh, we procure to 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 give at least uh, ten uh, to fifteen talks to universities and high schools in order to to uh, spread some some information about what uh, are 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 we doing as a nation right now? Where are we up? Uh, uh, what are we doing with with uh, with energy, and where are we uh, going, and, and and how they can get involved? So we're giving giving them the tools to 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 make this uh, make this uh, process possible. So uh, I think this is a this is a great moment for organizations to invest in the in in, in the in the future generations to educate them. And in this way, the only way to, to achieve that is to, to make uh, these, uh, these workshops, uh, for example, uh, attractive enough to, to, to get uh, the more students and, and to raise 
uh, attention like in a in a interactive and dynamic way uh, by offering all these type of information so this is what i'm seeing that uh, uh, these big companies are investing really really uh, uh, a lot in 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 this uh, in these areas uh, and yeah okay Thank you so much, Enrique and Adam, for joining us today on the Africa Green Color Project. I hope that the listeners have learned a lot about PV technology, about its applications, about the opportunities that exist. I think in addition to that, we also want to ask our listeners, what more do you want to learn about solar energy? Please give us comments, give us feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts on any opportunities or anything else that you want to know about solar energy. Additionally, we've attached some of the links as to some of the discussions that we had, and as well as the Student Energy Summit, which is where we met. Please follow us on Facebook at the Africa Green Collar Project. Our Instagram handle is green Collar Africa. Our Twitter handle is GC Africa, and you can email us on greencollarafrica at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Thank you.